When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Man, it feels great to be a duck. Give it to me, baby. My house. I'm taking it there. Third competitor. They'll want to put the O on. Three. Got it. We're going to compete to a standard every day. The Oregon standard. Rebound. That's it. been in. point more to go. The opportunity to play and put Oregon on your chest should mean a great deal to you. Unloads on one into left field. Back toward the wall. Gone. This program is staged to compete and to win championships. Oregon wins. This is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Live from the Country Financial Studio, let's talk Oregon athletics. It's the type of day where you wonder, do I have enough screens? Do I have enough screens where I could follow everything going on around the Oregon Athletic Department? Welcome into Duck Insider. Packed weekend coming up. And great feelings here in this building after what the men's basketball team did yesterday. I'm Jordan Brenner in for Joey Mack. Joey going to be on the call for Oregon and UCLA later tonight. Uh, first, or I guess the tip is at 6. Uh, pre-game show starting at 5.30. And they're playing today because of what happened yesterday in Las Vegas. Boy, it wasn't easy. A win's a win's a win. 75-70, to 70, Oregon over Washington State. Oregon was down 70-68. to 68. This is when I ran out of fingernails yesterday. The Ducks ended the basketball game on a 7-0 run over the last three minutes. They held Washington State scoreless for nearly four minutes. 
at the end of this game, and they they hold on. A game that they were up 19 in and didn't stay up, and they closed strong, and that's what good teams do. And they earn the opportunity to play again tonight and swing away against UCLA. Now, this is a UCLA team that's playing for a lot, too. Uh, UCLA, they're going to have to prove to the committee that they belong as the number one seed even without the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year in Jalen Clark. So a lot on the line for the Bruins as they try and make their path to a national championship as seamless as possible. On the other side for the Ducks, there are bracket experts that are looking at Oregon right now and wondering, can they get in with a win against UCLA? Quadrant one victory. Now the teams on the bubble, a lot of good news so far. Many teams faltering in front of Oregon. So all you can do is swing away, a win today, and you survive another day. You you probably feel like you got to win the thing to get into the, into the NCAA tournament. But I'll tell you what, with uh, teams falling in front of them, I think there's at least a chance that if Oregon sends a message tonight, maybe that's enough to build their case. Traditionally, winning 20 games in a Power 5 conference – Good enough to get in. We'll see if that's the case this year. Oregon and UCLA coming up at 6 p.m. Uh, softball's in action at 6. Baseball's in action a couple hours from now at 3 o'clock. We just got lineups. A great pitching matchup. Jake Brooks and Jay Stoffel in game one of three, the Pac-12 opening series for Oregon baseball. Mark Wazikowski is going to have more on that later in the show. We'll get you ready for that series, softball. But for now, let's start with Dana Altman. Happy man after Oregon survived the quarterfinal round in Vegas. Well, it was a heck of a game. Um, I, you know, I put on the board uh, before the game. It's going to be a 40-minute fight. Uh, got a lot of respect for Washington State. Uh, really experienced guards that can all shoot it. Uh, Gay is a handful inside. So we knew it was going to be a tough game. Uh, we got the big lead in the first half, and... Um, you know, I made a mistake uh, letting them get that 10-0 run. I should have taken a timeout uh, during that period, and that really changed the momentum of the game. Uh, it went from 17, 18 points to, to eight there at the half. So, uh, And then they came out, and, and uh, again, their experience, uh, their skill level is so good. And um, I thought we got a little tentative. Uh, you know, they, they made a move, and... Uh, I thought our offense got a little tentative. So uh, we're fortunate to win. I thought Dante made two really big defensive plays uh, down the stretch. I think it was tied 70-70 with with 340 to go, and we didn't give up any more buckets. But I I thought Dante uh, was instrumental in that. Um, Key hit some big buckets. We shoot almost 80% from the line. So we did what we had to do to advance. it, it could have been a little easier. Uh, we made some mistakes there and gave them some, a couple threes there right before half that really got their momentum going. Coach, do you have any uh, any status on Dante yet and, and how he looks for tomorrow? Well, I, I think he's moving okay. Uh, the trainers were, were working on him uh, in the locker room just now. Um, I think I understood him right when he said he's, he was okay. Uh, sometimes he's a little hard to understand, but... Uh, uh, those were two really big defensive plays. He was worried about the turnover that he had, but you know the deflection and steal that he got, and then the big block. Uh, I thought were were really key for us. But uh, to answer your question, I think he'll be okay. 
uh, he was he was moving okay, and and the trainers were looking at him there, and so uh, sure hope he's okay. He's he's a big big part of our team. They talk about surviving advance. What what do you say uh, to the team post game in terms of when it's preparing tomorrow and that challenge when that's part of it, but also some of those huge moments from, from key downs. Well, you know I don't know if we, we did make some mistakes, but. This is a team that has hit 14 threes on six different occasions, leads the league in three-point shooting. Uh, no league safe with them. You know, uh, we, we knew that. Uh, I kept reminding the guys, fellas, two, three threes changed this game real quick, and it did. Uh, I know at one time in the start second half, they went six for nine. A couple of them were really guarded. A couple of them, you know, they got us in transition. So, um, yeah, we, we made some mistakes. Uh, but I think blow is, is a 19-point lead's a little strong when you have a team that leads the league in three-point shooting and, and is always a threat. And uh, they hit 11, you know, on us uh, tonight. Even when they didn't shoot it well the first half, they went five for 12, and and then uh, second half uh, six for 11. And so again, they they lead the league, and they got five guys who shoot it over 35%. Two guys that shoot it over 40. Uh, no leads ever safe with them, and and they've proven that, you know, throughout the year. The last three minutes of the game, you held them without any points. You talked a lot about the season, seventy points or less for for your defense. Just what did you make of your final three or four minutes of defense, getting your chance to win? Well, obviously, it was really important. Um, you know, we haven't won a ball game when. Uh, we haven't held a, anybody, uh, all 18 of our wins previous, we held them under 70 points. And uh, so when they got the offense going the second half, you know, I was concerned because, uh, you know, Will wasn't scoring well and, and you know, we, uh, Jermaine didn't shoot it well. Uh, they were doubling Dante, which took away a little of his effectiveness, although he made some pretty good passes out of there. Um, so, no, I... We know what we've got to do. We've got to out-rebound people, and and we got to defend. And you know we haven't been successful against UCLA twice because they out-rebounded us. They they got us in the second half. We led both games at half, and they just out-rebounded us the second half. So we're going to have to do a better job there. And and um, you know we're just going to have to have a much better second half. You look at the numbers. We held them 34 percent from the field the first half, and then they shot. 54 this or 56 the second half. So, you know, our defense in the second half's got to be better. Coach, your bench out scored there is 28 to 3. Keyshawn, such a big part of that, especially when Dante felt a little neutralized. Can you kind of just talk about Keyshawn's night, how much of a role it was, and, and how your bench is able to outscore theirs by that much? Well, Keyshawn, first of all, you know, for a guy to accept to come off the bench and be a spark plug, I mean, he, he played starters, minutes, he played 30 minutes, but. You know, for him to take a role and accept it, and he hadn't complained about it one time. You know, he's all about the team, and you know he's had some big offensive games, and you know he's had some games where he hasn't shot it quite as well, and that's the nights that we need him to defend and use his quickness because he is our quickest player. And so, uh, but his offensive aggressiveness there down the stretch, uh, they went to a zone. We were down three, and we ran a little pick play for him and and uh, he popped up there and knocked it down and and got to the rim a couple times so uh, no his aggressiveness was was really good and um, um, he could have hit that free throw and given us a four-point lead instead of keeping it at three but uh, 
Uh, other than that, he, he did a pretty good job, and he's improved his defense, and I, but I think there's a lot more there. He, he's got a gear that a lot of guys don't have, and, um, you know, I hope he gets a little stronger and really really uses that gear defensively. But offensively tonight, we were stagnant at times, and uh, he really popped up and, and made some plays. As up and down as the season span, you've got a big opportunity tomorrow. How will you approach the next 24 hours with your guys? Well, it's it's the next game. You know, we really got to focus. UCLA's really well coached. They're really talented. Um, they've, they've got a couple freshmen that are, are really good, and they got a couple three vets that are are really really good. So we know we got our work cut out for us. Uh, I don't think we'll approach it any differently than we have. We look at the last two times we played them. You know, what we can improve upon, what adjustments we can make. And, and try to come up with a better plan and then try to execute it a little better. But uh, they're a good basketball team. Mick does a great job. Uh, I've known him for more years than either one of us want to admit. And, uh, um, you know, they're just they're well coached. They guard. They rebound. Uh, they know what they want offensively. And they got the most valuable player in the league. And uh, when they got in trouble at our place, you know, he just took the game over. And uh, so we're going to have to come up with a better plan and uh, try to slow him down and uh, slow the whole team down. But it's a big challenge, but I think our guys are looking forward to it. And, and it has been an up-and-down year. And uh, uh, you see tonight, you know, these guys, what did you miss, 14, 15 games, and you missed 12. You know, uh, where would we have been without them tonight? You know, so um, it's, it's good to have most of our team back uh, uh, Brennan broke his finger and, and is out, but we, and uh, Ethan is redshirting. But we've got ten scholarship athletes, which is the most we've had all year. And uh, you know, I thought Luke Ward gave us some good minutes. Khalil stepped up. He's yeah, he he's had a couple really good ball games here, where you know he was he went through a stretch there. He just no physicality, but uh, I thought he did a great job tonight. Was physical and and played well. Yeah, Dana, I just wonder if you can look nationally uh, for for a minute and. Why do you think that this season, I mean, kind of heading into the heading into the tournament, it just seems like it's so wide open, and there doesn't seem to be any, um, you know, clear favorite. You know, some very good teams have questions, and it seems like it's more so in past years. And just wondering, if, you know, what you if if you see any underlying reasons why that might be. Well, I, you know, I, I'm not sure if this is a big factor or not, but there's just so many more older teams that, um, you know, I think it kind of balances things out, you know. Um, it's like these two guys, you know, uh, both have a, I'm doing a little recruiting here. They both have a year left, you know, a couple of years, Tucson's uh, case, and, and you're here, you know. Uh, but that's, you know, that experience, you know, having them back, you know, uh, would be, but there's a lot of those teams, you know, guys that, you know, are 22, 23 years old. You know, and so I think that balances the power out a little bit. You know, you take UCLA, and it seems like Tiger, Jack would have been there forever. You know, and, and uh, so I just think there's a lot of old teams, which balances things out a little bit. And um, you know, I, you know, we went through injuries. You know, we played a real tough non-conference schedule, and so you know, we we weren't didn't get off the start we wanted you know these guys missed time we got down to six seven guys for a while it it, 
And I think there's some other teams now. Now UCLA got Clark go down, which is really sad. I mean, I, you know, I want to win the game and everything, but man, what a defensive presence! You know, I just I love the way he plays. He is, you know, this is a good dog. I mean, he is a dog defensively, and uh, um, you know, I feel bad for him because you know I know what injuries do to a team. Uh, so. To answer your question, I think there's a lot of old teams. I think that balances it out. I think there's more parity. I agree with you. I think you know it's wide open. You know, a lot of a lot of teams have a chance. You know, I don't think there's a dominant team. Um, you know, I think our league's underrepresented just because you know we don't get to see it. You know, I think Arizona State's really good. I think USC's better than people give credit for. I think we're better than people give us credit for. So Washington State definitely. You saw. They did the last seven in a row, winning seven games in a row, and would see how skilled they are. So uh, we didn't get off to a great start as a conference because of injuries, because of some things. But you know, I think we got some teams playing really well now, and and uh, I hope you know UCLA can make some noise. They're going to get in. Arizona's going to make some noise. USC's in. Us in Arizona State working hard to try to get in. So. Uh, hopefully our legal will make some noise. And you hope that Dan Altman's right, that they pay attention to some of these injuries, right? How big of a deal is it for UCLA to lose one of their most impactful players? I think it's a big deal. And, well, it was a big deal for Oregon early on in the season when they were losing a lot of these games to not have guys like Keyshawn and Jermaine available. So hopefully that's taken into account. Going to have to win tonight. I think if you want to get to the tournament, it's a must-win game tonight against uh, UCLA. So the Ducks and Bruins, 6 o'clock Pacific time. On the other side of the bracket, it's a rivalry game. Arizona and Arizona State, you know the Wildcats have revenge on their minds after Arizona State heaved that miracle across the court to beat them uh, a few weeks ago. UCLA, Oregon, Arizona, Arizona State, your final four in the Pac-12. Let's get to uh, the players Jermaine and uh, Keyshawn talking with the media after the quarterfinal win yesterday. Keyshawn, there's a point mid-second half starting to get kind of hard, hard to come by, and they're closing the gap and kind of the tension's rising. You're able to hit a couple different buckets there over, over that stretch. Can you talk about just trying to find shots there and, and create some points for your team? Well, yeah, I, I felt like uh, I got away from my aggressiveness a little bit in the in the beginning of the second half, but my teammates were there for me and they allowed me to uh, do what I do. And at the end of the day, we got stops because if Washington State can't score as many points as us, then they can't win. So that's what really matters down the stretch. What is the, the boys, what's, what's going through your mind, some of those free throws? And then tomorrow, probably drawing Bailey up magic quite a bit. He just had a career day today. First, the, the boys in the second half, the free throw line. Secondly, the matchup with Bailey tomorrow. Uh, my whole thought process was just keep on. I know I wasn't making outside threes or outside shots. So I was just, just get myself going, be aggressive at the rim. I know they didn't have a shot blocker, so I just kept trying to be aggressive. You can get to the rim. Uh, just ready for the challenge. Enough said. He did play good today. I mean, we were watching the game, and, and he was awfully explosive. Six o'clock tonight, swing away. Oregon and UCLA, number one seed, number four seed. Ducks, the must-win game against the Bruins in the semifinals. It's it's also a day where Oregon's trying to beat the Bruins on the baseball diamond. Mark Wazikowski is coming up next. You're listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. 
Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Hey, Duck fans, we're all about protecting our home turf here in Eugene. You should do the same for your home with Country Financial Insurance. Most home insurance doesn't account for inflation, but with Country Financial, yours can. If something happens to your home, make sure you can rebuild the same house in the same place. Call a local representative or 866-COUNTRY and get a solid defense for your home. Home insurance policies issued by Country Mutual Insurance Company, Country Casualty Insurance Company, or Country Preferred Insurance Company, Bloomington, Illinois. Property must meet aging condition requirements, which vary by state. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Your daily dose of Oregon athletics. This is Duck Insider from Learfield. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. This is your captain. We are going to be experiencing some slight turbulence. Please fasten your... Oh, hold on. Just got a video of my cat. Imagine the pilot of an airplane was as confident as you are texting and driving. Seems kind of crazy when you put it like that. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Well, I just got the lineup here for Oregon baseball and UCLA coming up at three forty or three o'clock, two forty-five. I'll have you covered for the pregame show at PK Park. An excellent pitching matchup between Jake Brooks, who went eight innings against the Ducks last year, and Jay Stoffel, who's starting to look more and more like a Friday night guy for the Ducks. Mark Wasikowski earlier this week previewing the conference opening series against UCLA. Positives. Want to get your overall thoughts from the weekend? And just taking the four games from uh, San Diego there. Yeah, excited to come out of a weekend four and zero for sure um, against a good team, you know, and um, and the pitching was consistent and solid, and I thought our team play was much improved. You guys open Pac-12 play now with with UCLA. There are only two losses this season out of Vanderbilt. Just what have you seen from them? At least you know when you've had time to look at them like on tape and what their staff brings. Uh, they're pitching dominant. Um, they played Vanderbilt, uh, close games when they played Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt with a very elite pitching staff, uh, great arms and, uh, you know, coach Savage's program's got very good pitching. 
um, and they just play fundamentally sound baseball. So it should be uh, it should be a really good weekend of, of well played ball. Oh, as far as duck hitters this past weekend, who do you think made couple made the most improvement that went from point A to point B? I think there were several guys that made improvements uh, throughout the weekend. I mean, Jacob Walsh, uh, you know, showed up, had a very good weekend. Gavin Grant got some clutch hits. Drew Kelly got a lot of clutch uh, at-bats and clutch hits for us. Um, Riku Nishida, you know, uh, you know, he hit a home run, and so there was a lot of buzz about that. But, you know, he continues to put good swings on balls, even on the ones that, you know, he lined out several times. I think he lined out four times on the weekend series. And so he continued to be a spark plug and a catalyst. Um, I, I thought Bennett Thompson had some very, very good at-bats as well. The stat sheet didn't show him having a lot of hits, but he saw a lot of pitches and was really competitive at-bat each and every time. Treadwell and Austin, they lead UCLA's staff. I think they both have ERAs in like the one range. Just what have you seen from those two guys on film, and how do you think they might plan on attacking your new improved offense? Well, they just have feel of the ball. They, they can command their pitches, and their stuff is really good. You know, there's low to mid-90s, uh, and sometimes even a tick better than that um, in the terms of fastballs, and they've got good off-speed stuff, and they have good command of the running game, good feel for how to, you know, manage a game and all that kind of stuff. And so they're well-prepared with guys with great arms. You've talked about the last couple of days, just cutting down on big swings, looking to go base-to-base. Specifically against UCLA, who has 125 strikeouts this year in 97 innings. How more, much more important is that to cut down on those big swings and try to get the ball in play? Well, I mean, I think regardless of who you're playing, that's important. And, you know, it's just the game of baseball, I think, brings with that every single day. I don't think UCLA or a different opponent brings that. And so I think just the concept of playing better team baseball overall needs to continue to be a focal point. What that means from team offensive standpoint is what we need to continue to teach. This is you know, obviously Pac-12 opening play, stiffer competition. Just how do you kind of guide those true freshman arms who are going to be slated to make a start this weekend? How do you help them get up to that level of competition? Well, I mean, the level of competition we've been playing has been really good, you know, and so it isn't like it's a massive, you know, oh, my God, it's a massive step up with competition. It's the same. It's we've been playing really good competition one week after the next and consistently throughout the year. And so it's just we did that to prepare them for Pac-12 play, which um, now we're in our Pac-12 opener. So we, we think they'll be ready. Specifically about you guys, just with Owen Diodati's struggles. I know he lined out a couple times, put mm-hmm. some good wood on it, but... Is there something specific that you guys are continuing to try and work on, you and maybe Martyr as well? Oh, there's no doubt about it. You know, whether they're going good or bad, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's things that we're working on with our guys on a daily basis. Yeah. You guys, left-handed hitters, have you know taken a lot of balls to the opposite field, Walsh, Cowley. Is that something that, that Diodati could, could try to improve upon in this series? And then just overall with your lefties, just how does that, taking the ball the other way, help them and get their bats back on fire? Just in general, when you're willing to hit the ball the other way or you're in a position where you're making good contact the other way, like Owen did the other day, and he he flew out to the wall in left field, left center field. And when you're willing to do that and your swing is lined up to do that, then you're probably going to see less big swings and wild swing and misses and all that kind of stuff. You'll see more of a consistent approach with a swing that's staying inside of a player, Uh, whether it's Owen or anybody else. I think that's pretty important to hitting. Mentioned the word wood, wood, and there, I was listening to the game. I didn't get a clarification. Like one of the players, for, seemed like he had a wooden bat, but he really could just clarify that. I never heard the answer to that. 
Yeah, we've got a lot of our guys like to use wood, and so we had one uh, choose to use wood the other day in a game, which is great. Um, you know, it's just about feel, you know, and when a hitter feels uh, what he wants to in the box and stuff with a particular bat, then, you know, they go with that. We don't put handcuffs on our hitters and tell them you got to use this bat or that bat. Uh, we don't have a bat contract that pays us all off to where we, you know, have to use some sort of bat. We we try to let the player have freedom of choice here to where they can choose what feels good in their hand, and it's for that purpose to where they can hopefully become the best hitter that they can. A guy who I haven't seen on the field, or obviously we haven't seen play in a game, but Stone Cherby, is there an update on, I guess, where he is? No, no update. Just in general, uh, I want like after a series like you had against San Diego, where you guys put up some good runs and had some good, you know, home runs, hard hit balls. Just how much do roles of analytics and like exit velocity, launch angle, things like that, take into play and in making your lineups and kind of switching it up and down? Well, I don't know that exit velocity and all that kind of stuff. I, I've never heard that in our staff meetings that that means really anything. Um, what means a lot to us is when guys are performing in their prep work and they, they, you know, the statement that we make is, is make it so noticeable that you're playing so well in your prep work that we're looking for ways to get you into the lineup. And if you're doing that, then you're doing what you can do to get in the lineup. You know, uh, the loser mentality is having the mindset that says, you know, I can't wait for my teammate to fail to where I can get in. So that really is a, a mindset that, that clearly isn't, isn't the best version of a, of a competitor. And the best version of a competitor is, is I want to see my teammate exceedingly do well. And then I also want to be so good and so ready that when I get my chance, it's because I'm showing that I'm doing even better than my teammate who's playing well. And so that's the mindset that we teach. I know it's only Tuesday, but I have to ask. Do you guys have an idea what the rotation looks like? No, we haven't even, we haven't even discussed it. Same thing as, as last week. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, your freshman did really well this weekend, at least on the mound. Uh, Dylan McShane, you guys used in back-to-back games. You had him come in a little bit of a higher leverage situation in his second game. Just how have you seen him improve early on in the season, and just how do you feel like his role might enhance to that higher leverage opportunity spot? Well, largely, he's going to dictate his role. You know, we'll just pay attention to, to how he's pitching and the way he's been throwing the ball and the swings against him has been really good, you know. And so uh, the swings haven't been very good. The ball coming out of his hand and his stuff has been very good. He's been commanding the zone for the most part. Um, getting him in there on uh, two days in a row was part of the plan. One of the objectives for last week and to see how he handles that, even though it's a short stint that he had uh, the day before, like a 10 or 11 pitch type of an inning and, Getting them back out there two days in a row, that's just something that relievers are going to need to get accustomed to when it comes to a 27-man roster in the Pac-12 play. Do you have any injury updates on guys like Anson, Dominic Hellman, Yellow, Isaac Aon? No, those guys are all day-to-day, and we're looking forward to getting those guys back when they are able to return. Those guys are all really good players. Gotcha. Yeah. In- uh, I guess in January, the NCAA passed the rule that there could be a third paid assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that'll take place in July. Do you have an idea of who that might be? Is it going? Are you, would you promote Hinkle up to that opportunity, or is it still talking about with you know yeah. with the financial issues at Oregon? We haven't even discussed it with my administration, so it's just ahead of the issue. I love my staff though, and I'm not looking to replace anybody on my staff, even with the adjustment in rules. Uh, with who's allowed to make money and who's not allowed to make money. I'm thrilled that the NCAA is looking at baseball and trying to be progressive in what they're doing from a, a pay scale standpoint with, you know, with a sport that already has very um, a very poor coach-to-player ratio. 
and they're aware of it, and that's why they're making those adjustments. And and um, I'm grateful for that. I I like the fact that our game's growing and expanding at the at the rate that it is for them to think that there's value in that. And so our job is just to continue to put a good product out there to where our game can grow. A lot of baseball has been played since Thursday, but Jay's had a pretty good start in his pitch limit. Just where did you see him improve from his first start into the second one? And where do you see him improve as well? Well, I mean, you know, he's been he's been working like crazy. Um, you know, his pitch count got up there this last weekend, which is great. Um, you know, and, and, and he's developed there. The command of his fastball was really good, and his stuff's been really good. Um, you know, he's a guy that's just got four pitches for strikes, and he was throwing four pitches for strikes. I think his breaking ball was much more consistent this, this last week than it was the week before, and I think you'll see that as he continues to, to – uh, to get in, in uh, a deeper into the season in better and better pitching shape with his arm. Have you ever been a part of a, of a rain slash snow delay like that that we had on Sunday? I, I coached in the Big Ten, oh, and yeah, in, in the Big Ten, Purdue, yeah. in the Big Ten, that's what you deal with pretty much every day. So yes, that's that's Big Ten baseball at its finest, and it just happened strangely in Eugene last weekend. <laughs> that that same energy that you or that energy that you said you talked about on Saturday that had. You know, the hitters getting ready. Was that there on Sunday? Did you see some of that just carry over into that Sunday game? Yeah, and it was, uh, yes, I did. And we saw a little bit of a tough set of circumstances on Sunday with what you mentioned. And then, you know, uh, we didn't take batting practice outside that day, which was an adjustment. And then we backed the game back two hours, which was an adjustment. So you really had a lot of things in the player's uh, lap, let's call it, that was different for the player. And so they needed to adjust to it. And they were still able to handle it and come out, um, on game four of a series, which is always a challenge, game three is a challenge. And they, they showed up on game three and four and played probably their best two games of the series. So credit to the guys. The energy's been great. I've said it from the start. I love this group, and it's a lot of fun to show up every single day in the weight room and, and on, the, on the practice field with these guys. It's, it's a blast being around them. They're energized, and they're good. And I think you'll only see us continue to get better. Mark Wasikowski getting ready for the three-game series with UCLA. UCLA, 10-2. and two. Number 13 in the country. It's top 15 team. Here we go. And it's Military Appreciation Night tonight at PK Park, which I think means a lot. I think it means a lot to Mark Wasikowski. I know for a fact it means a lot to a lot of the players. Uh, So military getting in uh, at a discount today. Tomorrow will be Campus Appreciation Day. And then Sunday, kids getting for free. I don't know what you're doing on Sunday, but if you have have any kids, you should go to PK Park. You're not going to see a better college baseball series uh, than this one coming up at PK Park this weekend. A great pitching matchup today between Jay Stilfel and Jake Brooks. And for me, here are the keys. Keep UCLA in the yard. That's been a challenge at times for Jay Stilfel this season and last season. But UCLA is undefeated when they hit one home run. And they've hit one in their last five games. They're on a five-game winning streak. The only times they've lost against one of the best teams in the country in Vanderbilt. Additionally, UCLA is especially good in the first three innings. So I think if Oregon can get on the board early, uh, that'd be a big advantage. UCLA hasn't given up a run in the first inning this year, and in the first three innings of games, they're outscoring their opponent 31-5. to So get there early if you're planning to come to PK Park. I don't know how comfortable these L.A. Uh, L.A. kids will be in the weather today. I know for a fact Oregon will be comfortable. Uh, But anyway, Oregon got swept by these guys last year. They lost three one-run games. Uh, Most of the games in the modern era of Oregon baseball have been one-run games. 40% of the games between these two teams since 2009 decided by one run. 
we're expecting a really close uh, series between two of the best teams on the West Coast today. So first pitch at 3. If you're driving over, I'll have you for the pregame show at 245. Get a break. We'll look to the Ducks and the Dogs on the softball diamond next. You're listening to the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Now's the time to imagine yourself in a new Toyota, like Tundra. Go for a spin, enjoy some off-roading, or build your kids that treehouse you promised them. Hey, they deserve it. Toyota, let's go places. See your participating Toyota dealer for details. Dealer inventory may vary. Event ends April 4th. At Shadow Hills Country Club, our all-inclusive event pricing allows us to take care of all of the details while you enjoy your event. Our wedding garden, expansive grounds, ballroom and meeting rooms can accommodate any size event and come complete with full catering and service staff. From weddings to business and social events, Shadow Hills offers the benefits of a resort atmosphere and the peace of a country setting just minutes from downtown Eugene. For more details, call us today or go to shadowhillsevents.com. Now's the time to imagine yourself in a new Toyota, like Tundra. Go for a spin, enjoy some off-roading, or build your kids that treehouse you promised them. Hey, they deserve it. Toyota, let's go places. See your participating Toyota dealer for details. Dealer inventory may vary. Event ends April 4th. You're listening to Duck Insider. Duck Insider. On the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it, unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hey guys, it's me, Isabella Gomez, filling in for Smokey Bear because he's got more to say than just... Only you can prevent wildfires. Like, if you're outside enjoying a barbecue, don't let a hamburger distract you from fire safety. Make sure you aren't dumping your hot coals or ashes onto the ground because that could start a wildfire. So take wildfire prevention seriously and let's save the world one day at a time. Juntos con Smokey Bear, podemos hacerlo. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. It's always one of the most exciting and important matchups of the year for Oregon softball, Ducks and Dogs. Oregon starting their conference season in Washington against the Huskies. The Huskies are always good. Oregon's always good. Uh, those games will be televised on Pac-12 networks. Melissa Lombardi met with the media midweek, recapped what was a really successful non-conference season for the Ducks and previewed the matchup with the rivals from up north. Overall thoughts on the weekend, 4-1? and one. Yeah, um, excited for us to start Pac. I can't believe we're already here. Every year goes fast, but I feel like this year it's gone really fast. Um, I think about our team right now, and I think they're in a really good place, and they are prepared and are ready to take on the Pac. Did you get out of non-conference what you might have hoped? Yeah, we did. We did. It's funny. You always go into it thinking one way and what you expect to happen. And then you come out of it and it's, you know, it's different. So, but, but very good. I think if you ask this team what their identity is, if you asked, you know, the culture of this team, if you asked, you know, just different things, they would be able to rattle off answers. Like, I think they know the answers and they know what it takes and that they're in a good position 
to compete. What, what, how would you answer? Huh? How would you answer? How would I answer? Um, identity. Um, that they, their identity is them. That they, they play for themselves. Um, and that's what the most important thing is, is that they understand how to win different ways, whether that's... <clears throat> Obviously, knowing that defense and pitching give us a chance to win the game, but then offensively, we could win with power, we can win with small ball, we can win with situational. Like, we have multiple ways to win. Um, that we have the best depth that we've had, you know, since we've been here as well. And that they've, they've played a tough schedule and have beat ranked opponents, which we haven't done in the past. So I think that puts them in a really, really good position to start the pack. You were able to get some extended um, innings out of uh, Reggie and mm -hmm. Morgan. Uh, obviously, that, that first outing with Morgan wasn't what you would hope for, but I think shaking the cobwebs out, you know, getting that experience on the mound or in the circle again, how would you describe what you were able to see, the development, I guess, what you saw from the beginning to the end of it? Yeah, I think um, Morgan against LMU, you got to see what Morgan – is capable of like what we know Morgan can do. I feel like everybody else got to see it. Um, she throws the ball really hard. She's got good, um, great, great movement. She works fast off the mound. Like I have to keep up with her. Like she's looking at me ready for the signal. Like, come on coach, let's go. Um, Tara was just talking about that. Can okay. you just, have, have you guys had to adjust to that? And what was it like to just getting used to the way she likes to work? Yeah, I got to go. I got to move. I got to move. That's it. That is like, she'll throw the pitch and she's throwing the pitch and I'm already looking and I look up and she's like, come on coach, let's go. What do you got? So, um, but that's the pace that she likes to work at and that's fine. Each one of them work differently. Um, so it's just understanding, I think each pitcher and their pace, but yeah, she works at a pretty fast pace. At Presumably, you're still able to process pitch calling and all that yes. at her speed, but it's but it has been a little different. Yeah, I got to move. I got to move faster for sure. Was there anything specific said after that Minnesota game? I mean, that that team that came out. I mean, maybe like recorded that speech. You're going to give it every game, or something. Um, because yeah. the team that came out really performed well after Minnesota. Yeah, you know, it stinks because we don't, we want to win every single game, right? I mean, that's what you want to do, but. It's amazing what losses do for you. You know, sometimes you win and things could maybe not necessarily be right, but you're winning. So you just kind of, you know, it's, we're fine. We're fine. But when you lose, you, there's something, we're not getting something done or we would have won the ball game. So I think losses allows us to reflect a little bit and see like, you know, what was the reason that we lost? Um, what did we need to do, do to win? Like we didn't do enough. So I think the one thing that this group does is they, they really learn from our losses. You can see that because every time we lose, we've got a really good bounce back. And I think going into pack it, that loss allowed them to see, you know, that there's things that we need to be better with in order to handle what's ahead. And so sometimes you got to take a loss. And I think for us to grow from it and be better for it, you know, I don't want to lose. They don't want to either, but sometimes that's just part of it. Someone just, sorry, he's been watching just you guys from afar. I mean, Steve, what Stevie's done and kind of bouncing back in the opening weekend and the groove she's in seems pretty impressive. How would you describe the way she responded to that and has gotten herself into just such a good place the last few weeks? 
Yeah. I think early on that first weekend, I think she just put a lot of pressure on herself, which happens. I think our athletes, they put more pressure on themselves than anybody else could ever do, you know? And I think once she just kind of got back to being her and doing what she knows what to do, you, you got to, you're seeing her thrive right now. I think she's worked hard, um, in the summer and in the fall, you know, maybe adjusting a couple things that she needed to. And I just think she's very confident right now, has good command, um, knows what she wants to do. So. Melissa Lombardi getting you ready for Oregon and Washington, 6 o'clock tonight for the first of three between the Ducks and Dogs. Coach interview brought to you by Willamette Valley Cancer Institute and Research Center. Fight like a duck with exceptional cancer care close to home. Get a break. Come back. Melissa Lombardi. More of her thoughts after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Hey, Duck fans, we're all about protecting our home turf here in Eugene. You should do the same for your home with Country Financial Insurance. Most home insurance doesn't account for inflation, but with Country Financial, yours can. If something happens to your home, make sure you can rebuild the same house in the same place. Call a local representative or 866-COUNTRY and get a solid defense for your home. Home insurance policies issued by Country Mutual Insurance Company, Country Casualty Insurance Company, or Country Preferred Insurance Company, Bloomington, Illinois. Property must meet aging condition requirements, which vary by state. This is Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo. GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for Greatest of All Time, as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Ready for our little forest adventure? Yes! We're here. There's a forest closer than you think. Find a park or forest near you and music inspired by nature at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by USDA Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Duck Insider. Jordan Brunner inside the Country Financial Studio brought to you by On Point Community Credit Union. Good luck to Oregon softball, baseball, and basketball, which we talked about today. But day one of the NCAA Indoor Track Championships, beach volleyball is in action. Tennis is in action as well. Just a, a crazy day of Oregon athletics. Melissa Lombardi, part two of her thoughts, Ducks and Dogs, three-game series in Seattle this weekend. How important is it to have a pitching staff that can keep you in games? Because the last time the team's given up four-plus earned runs was the first inning of the season. So how yeah. important is it to have a pitching staff that continues to keep your team in it? For sure. I think our pitching and defense, it's 
give us a chance to win. You know, just give us a chance to win. Um, I don't need our pitchers to strike everybody out, but if they can do a good job of working ahead, you know, having good competitive counts, you know, closing things out, letting the defense work behind them, we're going to win a lot of games and we're going to be pretty successful. And I, I think that's what we got to see in this first segment of our, our season is that we do have a pitching staff. And I think, you know, you see each one of them being fresh and being able to do what they need to do. It's because of the ones around them. You know, every time Stevie steps on the mound, she's fresh because of what Reggie is doing and um, also because of what Morgan is doing. Um, so I think it's important that we have a staff. As a veteran team, you've talked about how it's the way the way you coach is different because they're beating themselves. They're putting that pressure on themselves. Like you said, how much at times do you have to kind of have them take that back a little bit? Or is that if they're putting so much pressure on themselves, you know, how do you? How do you continue to coach them and, and push them forward? Yeah, no, I um, and I don't think overall this team is like really pressured. I'm thinking more of just Stevie her first week, and I think she put a little pressure on herself. Um, I think more than anything with this team, I don't think they're putting pressure on themselves. I, I think it's just them understanding that like every time we step on the field, we should walk away better than we were. And I think that's what they're seeing. And they're seeing that, um, you know, each weekend we're better than the weekend before and that we have to continue to do that. When we have opportunities to beat a ranked team, we have opportunities to put a team away, we need to do it, you know. Um, so I think they're just understanding how to go about their business, how to be efficient with what they're doing. How important is it? to have clutch hitting because there's been three sixth or seventh inning go-ahead hits in tie games with the last two weekends. How important in those moments is it to get players on base, continue to pass the bat, and score and take the lead? Yeah, I, I think it's really important. I think that shows you that they never think that they're out of a game, you know, and I think that's just kind of like um, – We've been doing this for a couple of years now. You know, we always hit well with two outs and we know how to score runs late when we need to. And um, so I think that's a good, strong foundation of this of this program. They're they're never out of the ball game, um, And that's they, they compete from inning, you know, from the first inning to the last. Can you talk about kind of playing for each other and having fun, but also the maturity to process losses and learn from them and, and, and be, stay confident, stay aggressive. We, we talked early in the season about having kind of a postseason mentality right from the start. It's, does, is, does that all fit into that? Is that what kind of that looks like, balancing all those different things? Yes, for sure. Because when you get to postseason, um, I think you get even more caught up in your team than you were before. But you just get so caught up in all that matters is we win. We just find a way to win. Like you don't get caught up in your statistics and what you did that day. You don't get caught up and if you blooped a hit, you're pumped that you blooped a hit because it allowed our team to win. Where maybe earlier in the year, you're mad that you blooped a hit. You know, like you just get really caught up in your team and finding a way to win and knowing you're going to win. So to be able to have that mentality out of the gates, that was really important for us. And um, I just think why, that's why we've been successful. You're giving Tara a few days off behind the plate, put her at DP. What, what goes into your philosophy in terms of taking care of her body as a catcher while continuing to keep her in the lineup. 
Yeah, I think just that, you know, there's there she's behind the plate. And then at times we have the opportunity to put her in as the DP and put Val or Carissa behind the plate, um, which both are very good catchers as well. Like, I think we need that. I think it'd be tough for her to catch every single game. I think it'd be for any catcher difficult to catch every single game. So, again, I think that just shows our depth as a team. Speaking of that depth in the outfield, you've rotated between uh, Alyssa and right, where you've thrown, uh, you've swapped Ariel over to left field and put Kyla on the bench to start a game. What has gone into your sort of management of the outfield this season? Yeah, I think it's just strategy. I just think matchups, you know, who we're going to play, how we match up, and, you know, who we would have in. And from there, whoever's in, what's best defensively. This weekend, you start off with one of the best teams in the Pac-12. Out of the top four in RPI, outside of yourself, you play the top three in the opening three Pac-12 weekends. How is it hitting the ground running in the conference schedule uh, compared to the non-conference league you just went through? Uh, I, I just look at the pack now. It's, you know, this weekend is our first super regional of many to come. And so I think what we've done up to this point to prepare for our first super regional, I like, and I'm excited to see this group get out there and compete. Is it a playoff mentality from conference play until the end of the season? Yeah, I mean, I think it should be a playoff mentality from our first game on. And I think in years past, we've had to, like, gain that mentality throughout the year. Like it took us throughout the year to gain that, where for this team, they understand how to go to that immediately from, you know, that first weekend out. Well, Melissa Lombardi is a great point. It, it really does feel like you're you're playing in a super regional every single weekend of the Pac-12. And it's not just Washington this week. Elena Vodder and Stanford come to Eugene next for the home opener at the Jane, which will be awesome it always is and hopefully we get some great weather and then right after that you get ucla which is a perennial perennial power so uh i like that the postseason mindset starts in march uh you don't want to have to start playing differently later on in the season i think that's great stuff for morgan softball and well stevie hansen's performed uh like one of the pit- best pitchers in the country so far this year L- listen to this so she's won 11 straight to uh 11 straight, and she enters this week tied for the NCAA lead with the most wins in the country. And during her impressive streak, she has an ERA of 075 and over 56 and a third innings, 58 strikeouts and only seven free passes. So when you have great stuff and you're not beating yourself, you're going to win a lot of games. Uh Oregon hoping that Stevie Hansen can continue that streak again today against the Huskies, the first of three. It's always important to to get off to a quick start uh, in this game, no doubt about it. So Oregon softball, 6 o'clock. KWVA is up there if you want to listen to Austin Oda and Ryan Milano. They made the trip. It's also televised on Pac-12 Networks. Let's get a break. We're going to preview a busy weekend after this. Men's basketball, baseball, softball, track, tennis, volleyball, Did I miss anything? (laughs) We're coming back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. At Shadow Hills Country Club, our all-inclusive event pricing allows us to take care of all of the details while you enjoy your event. Our wedding garden, expansive grounds, ballroom and meeting room, 
rooms can accommodate any size event and come complete with full catering and service staff. From weddings to business and social events, Shadow Hills offers the benefits of a resort atmosphere and the peace of a country setting just minutes from downtown Eugene. For more details, call us today or go to shadowhillsevents.com. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. More Duck Insider coming up on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. You're not too cool for me. And in return, I reciprocate that sentiment. I'll never be too cool for you. I was a man with a plan, but now I'm a dad with a decree, and you can't take that from me. Please let it be noted that I told my job they can dock my pay. Right now, it's just too important to take you to school every day. I want to be legendary for you. I want you to puff out your chest when you go to school the same way I do. I walk taller because of you, because I found everything to live for. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out, because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear, because I'm grilling up dinner. (laughs) Do you get it? Yes, good job. So, what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container, because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Country Financial Studio Duck Insiders brought to you by On Point Community Credit Union. Jordan Brenner here with you. I, uh, I'm enjoying my time here, but I will say that I started to stretch during the break because the sprint from the studio to PK Park, as soon as I go to break, is going to begin. Now, Joey uh, makes that sprint. You got to make that. Joey's sprint. a professional at it. You Joey are knows secret <laughs> passageways. I, I'm going to be on the sidewalk, so wave hello if you see me uh, booking it. And I guess in the same spirit, good luck to indoor track and field. Day one of the NCAA indoor track and field uh, competition in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oregon has 11 total entries, uh, nine individuals, a relay. Uh, you can watch that, by the way, on the ESPN app. It's on ESPN Plus coverage beginning at 3 p.m. if uh, you want to root on the Ducks. So add that to your list of things that you need to add to your several screens. So you're going to have baseball, 3 o'clock against UCLA. Softball starts at 6, so maybe baseball's over. I think uh, it's safe to assume if you're uh, – if you're thinking about the history of Oregon and UCLA baseball, it's going to be a low-scoring and quick game. Forty uh, percent of these games have been decided by one run in the modern era of Oregon baseball, which is just a ridiculous figure. So basketball at six, Joey on the air at five thirty. Track and field, softball, baseball. Let's see what else. Tennis is in action today. Root on the tennis team, beach volleyball as well. Scott. You got any screens you can lend me? You, uh, you're going to have to bring 
your own screens, man. It's a busy day. Yeah, phone, iPad, laptop. Yeah, I think we'll figure it out. Okay, I got to stretch and run over to PK Park. I'll be on the air at 2.45 for the pregame show. Thank you to Scott. Thank you to Mitchell. Duck Insider. Go Ducks, everybody. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. <laughs> your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest it's a storybook world for them you look and see a tree they see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky they see treasure and pebbles they see a windy path that could lead to adventure and they see you their fearless guide to this fascinating world find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org brought to you by the united states forest service and the ad council Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Jelly Jelly adjective Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services AdoptUSKids and the Ad Council This is an important message from the Mine Safety and Health Administration. Mining fatalities, accidents, and injuries are preventable. Taking a minute to approach your task safely can protect you and your fellow miners from injury and death. Staying alert and focused can keep you safe. Do it safe. Do it right. Whether buckling a seatbelt or securing equipment, these quick safety measures can prevent injuries and fatalities. Take time. Save lives. For more resources, visit MSHA.gov. Listening to Doc Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Oregon Sports Network.